Hello, you are listening to Kanecast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick, and with me today I have Julie Kudasov, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Value Portfolio. Julie, thank you very much for the time today and the insight you provide our listeners. Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here. Julie, while the first half of 2021 was clearly led by lower quality equities across the board, we started to see fundamentals begin to tape shake as we moved into the second quarter and certainly into the third quarter. Can you talk about some of the key drivers in the markets that impacted this? Some renewed focus on fundamentals was indeed evident during the third quarter, although an overall picture remains somewhat mixed, particularly when it comes to smaller cap stocks. The Russell 2000 value benchmark's performance for the third quarter, for instance, was still led by names with low earnings and balance sheet quality, although companies with lower volatility and high returns on equity did outperform. Higher ROE, of course, can be achieved by increasing financial leverage. Several drivers for the comeback of the fundamentals were certainly present during the quarter. One is simply an inevitable return to normalcy following a period of robust post-pandemic recovery that began with positive vaccine news last November. Secondly, and more importantly, a change in the interest rate outlook. Recall that all of this is taking place against the backdrop of significant inflationary pressures on input costs, raw materials, labor and freight, triggered by post-pandemic supply chain disruptions and labor shortages. Pressures that intensified further during the third quarter, in large part due to the spread of the Delta variant, and are now expected to be more meaningful and last longer than initially anticipated, potentially forcing the Fed to increase interest rates sooner. Julie, what were some of the key contributors to returns for the Kane and Shrunnick small cap value portfolio during the third quarter of 2021? Our strongest performing sector was information technology, driven by Brooks Automation, ticker BRKS. Site 1 Landscape Supply, ticker Site, a consumer discretionary name, was our highest stock contributor for the quarter. Other top contributors were Hulihan Loki, ticker HLI, Thor Industries, ticker THO, and Stockyards Bancorp, ticker SYBT. Site 1 is the largest and only national wholesale distributor of landscape supplies. Due to its size, the company is able to exert better pricing from suppliers, while at the same time pricing at a premium to customers, landscape professionals. In early August, Site 1 reported solid operating results, driven by strong revenue growth, with the company both attracting new customers and gaining wallet share within the existing base. Despite being the largest, Site 1 holds a modest share of the highly fragmented landscape supplies distribution market, providing what we believe to be ample opportunity for revenue growth and profitability expansion through industry consolidation. Can you also walk us through a name or two that were key detractors to the strategy during the third quarter of 2021? Our weakest performing sector was materials, driven by Scott's Miracle Grow company, Tika SMG, our only sector holding. Other detractors included Latham Group, Tika Swim, Leslie's, Tika LESL, Cheesecake Factory, Tika Cake, and Albany International Corporation, Tika AIN. 
Scott's Miracle Grow is a leading manufacturer and distributor of lawn and garden products. You're probably familiar with the company Scott's, Miracle Grow, Roundup, and Ortho brands. And brands are important as most people make only one soil or wheat killer purchase a year and at a relatively low price point are willing to pay a little more knowing that the product will work. As such, brand strength translates directly into pricing power, which is particularly vital in the current inflationary environment. And being the largest lawn and garden product player results in multiple skill advantages, be it in national advertising or the ability to serve national retailers. Scots continue to benefit from the stay-at-home environment, which has driven increased consumer engagement in lawn and gardening projects. Hawthorne, the company's fast-growing hydroponics division, also continued to see strong performance. Shares lagged during the quarter, however, driven by investor rotation away from the so-called stay-at-home segments in an anticipation of a post-pandemic shift in consumer spending patterns. In addition, reports of cannabis oversupply in California weighted on Hawthorne's outlook. We see these concerns as temporary in nature and continue to admire Scott's leading market positioning, which we believe has been enhanced further during the pandemic. Julie, lastly, as we move into the tail end of the year, what are some of the key considerations you're looking at from a portfolio level? COVID-19 has certainly proven to be an unpredictable enemy as evidenced by the Delta variant, so it will remain a wild card, at least in the near term. As we said earlier, one can discuss the outlook these days without touching on the interest rate environment and inflation expectations. We seek companies that are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities that do not rely on external capital for growth. So for them, a less accommodative rate environment tends to serve as a tailwind from a competitive standpoint. As it relates to the inflation concerns, we believe that our companies are also better protected. We shy away from capital intensity and direct commodity exposures, and in our view, our company's leading market positioning provides them with solid pricing power, including the ability to pass through any input cost increases to their customers. Additionally, in our experience, our company's financial strength allows them to hold more inventory on hand, which is particularly important during periods of supply chain disruptions. With the market at the highs, finding attractive valuations is certainly more challenging. But we're always looking for pockets of opportunity, companies that we believe are well positioned to benefit from structural shifts occurring in their industries. And the pandemic has accelerated a number of such shifts, most important of which is digital transformation. So we continue doing what we have always done, focusing on differentiated, protectable businesses self-funding entities producing superior returns on capital from under-leveraged balance sheets, a set of characteristics which is certainly very relevant today. As always, thank you very much for your time and insight, Julie, and we look forward to future conversations and additional insights you provide our listeners. Have a great day. Thanks, Jordan. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. 
CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.